Some of these guys have already been here, but we just could not announce them until they were enrolled. So we waited for this second signing day to be able to do that. And we have been on the road as coaches getting out there and trying to find this next wave of guys for this, but then also for the class of 2025. So we're excited about you know what we have brought in as far as the caliber of student athlete we have brought in. Excited about the caliber of competitors they are, winners that they are. They've had a chance to be in this weight room now for going on five weeks and they've, everybody's been very impressed with them. I'm also excited about the group of guys we have coming to join us in the summer, and then there's a whole other group that we can't announce yet that will be part of our team, but um, will be joining as preferred walk-ons that are, as we all know, the building blocks of any great program starts with that group right there. So uh, a lot that we had to do from the top that we were sort of forced into regarding transfer portal, and then a whole bunch that we know that we have to build the foundation of this program through freshmen and through younger guys. So we're excited about the class we brought in to be able to do that, and then we're also excited about the transfers that we brought in to replace some of the older guys that we had to do. So overall, a good day, and just a you know a, a one more piece of momentum to keep us moving in this positive trajectory. When you go to a transition from where you were to, to James Madison, what JMU's history and all has been, um, and you hit the ground running, what, how did you kind of prioritize what you needed to do in terms of both your staff and getting to see these guys and ultimately, make, or ultimately have them sign with JMU? You know, let's go back to when I first got here. When I first got here, Coach Robo was leading the team uh, through the bowl game prep, and in those moments – I quickly realized the group of part-time guys he has coming in, there's not really any recruiting getting done. And at that moment, there were, I think, 15 or 18 guys in the portal. Uh, so I then quickly realized, you know, how can we begin to try to recruit those guys that are currently in the portal to stay? But then on top of it, let's start moving and bringing a staff down here to be a recruiting staff. So Robo had a part-time you know, football coach staff together. And then from up in the suites, we had an offense and defensive staff that we began to assemble um, the boards for our recruiting and trying to figure out how we were going to replace some of these guys if they chose to leave. Fast forward a week later or so, they all leave. And now we're able to press play and get into the part of January 3rd through January 7th, where that window is open for visits. Uh, so that staff was working on that really nothing to do with the bowl game prep. I was trying to go between both and just trying to figure out building a staff along with recruiting boards being built, along with trying to hold on to some of these guys and be present for the, the 2023 team through that bowl week. So there's a lot going on in that short period of time. But I think we identified uh, a good board in each of those position groups. We got them to campus, and we were able to secure a good group of them to help us you know, for this next year. Given the timing of it all with the transfer portal and what it's doing in college football and college sports in general, was it a big benefit to have that during this really condensed time for you and the staff? To have the portal? Yes. Yes. Uh, I guess you could look at it chicken or the egg. Because the portal exists, we needed the portal to you know, fill the, the voids that we did. If the portal never existed and kids couldn't leave, then it wouldn't obviously matter. But yes, it was very important at that moment in time because of how many guys were in the portal and you know possibly on their way out of here. So if we were going to replace them with freshmen, this freshman class would be 50 or 60, and it's not even legal to do, but that's what it would look like. And you'd see you know, the development of those guys usually takes a year or two or three, and we'd be in, in big trouble. So yes. Can you give me a sense of how you were received coming with the JMU brand 
as you went to see oh, these yeah. new guys? Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, really, uh, just not surprised around here. Surprised in Texas and Florida and Georgia and Pennsylvania and New Jersey. Just surprised a little bit more there with just, you know, how recognized the JMU brand is uh, overall. I just share a quick story with you, but I was at some of the local schools and uh, I would ask the kids in the school, have you been to a game? They're like, yeah, we have season tickets, not like nonchalantly. And then one school I went to, uh, there was a kid that came in and then they were coming from different parts of the building. So different, different areas in the school and uh, had a chance to just bump into a couple of them and just said, Hey, you know, this is the coach from Jamie. I said, been to a game. And the one coach said to me, they've been to Every game. Everybody around here goes to the JMU football games. Don't have to ask anybody anymore. He goes, everybody around here goes to the game. So that was a pretty cool, you know, pretty cool thing to be realize you're part of. You know, you look at the coaching staff you put together, and you look at some of the veterans you got out of the portal, and one thing that really stood out to me was how many of them are coming here from Holy Cross. You know, we've worked with them before. How important it was it for you, like as you're establishing this program and putting it in your system, to have leadership on and off the field that you knew personally very i think it's uh it helps a lot as far as just i I, you know where it helps it probably helps more when i'm not around you know than than when i am right because when i'm around it is what it is right but when you're not and those guys leave a meeting and say is he really like that is he really going to do that or what's you know they, they can sort of answer some of those questions so it's more beneficial for when you're not around you can maybe gain a little bit of trust a little sooner because you have people that have lived it and maybe vouch for you know what you're doing how you're doing it and what the end result might look like as long as they just trust in the process so to have, you know, three or four guys here, that's helpful. You guys added Dylan Morris at quarterback, which obviously he can come in here and perform on the field relatively quickly. But can you talk to the leadership that he can bring to the quarterback's room, which is a relatively young and experienced group when it comes to the college game? Yeah, well, that is probably when you, you're going to talk to me about it every week. I'm sure everybody will. Who's the starting quarterback? How is this happening? That's just the nature of the beast. It's the uh, most recognizable and most important position in all of sports. So you understand that. So a lot of people automatically look to him and he'll get credit for wins and he'll get blamed for losses. That's just, again, the nature of the beast. So to have someone in there that's been part of a national, you know, championship runner up team at the highest level is definitely, you know, uh, very beneficial. I I watch Dylan. He sits in the front of the meeting room. He's taking notes all over the place and he's just very committed. And I think going to be a just leader by example initially and then figure out the rest of where he finds his voice on this team uh, and, and can be able to continue to motivate and lead this group. But that's, you know, that room will, will, face its competition, which is kind of exciting for me to be able to see just exactly where that all plays out. When you're out recruiting, considering there are so many guys in the portal, is there a specific position group you're trying to attack or look at, or is it just, hey, we're going to recruit anybody we can get just because we need to fill out the roster? Yeah, no, we would not ever do that. No, so we are we are looking at our immediate needs, and that starts with what are your immediate needs that you have lost with upperclassmen? So that's where the portal comes into play. So what is the, the, the grade diversity in each position group? So I have we have a freshman in there, then we have a sophomore, two sophomores. We have no juniors or seniors. 
okay, well, that's certainly some a void that we need to fill with some, you know, more mature, developed bodies that have played this game at an elite level. We understand that. You get to another room and there's three seniors, two, you know, juniors and a sophomore. Well, you're void of freshmen. So you need to bring in some freshmen for the future, especially knowing that three are – so we project – First, what will we have in the spring? That was a lot of the mid-year guys. What do we got to do to be able to practice successfully in the spring? If you don't have linemen, spring ball looks very different than if you do have linemen. So that was the first wave of it. Then you get to the second wave of what will the fall look like. Then you get to what will the next fall look like based on graduation. And then you project one more, what will the following fall look like as far as graduation. So you're projecting it out, and that's why the grade diversity is important, but also the caliber of the player in each of those is important. The issue we have right now is that we're not 100% sure of the caliber of every player in that position group. Quite honestly, on film, a lot of the guys that were on film are no longer here, either graduation or, or have left. So because of that, you're, you're excited about this next phase of winter conditioning and really excited about that phase of spring ball to give you an idea of exactly where you stand. Add in one more layer of uh, complexity is that that portal will open from the 15th through the 30th, and then we might see another group of guys leave. Right? So we have to be prepared for everything, right? but at the same time continue to talk about who we are as a program, talk about what our goals are, and then put those into action every single day of, the, of what this program will be and what we want it to be. And then with it, if guys decide to leave, then they're just not, it's not the right place for them. They, they, they don't find themselves aligned with the way we're doing it. And that's okay because we only want people here that believe in what we're doing. So if people leave, that happens, right? And then at the same point in time, uh, we're projecting, but then not only projecting by position, by class, then by years down the road, but then also what portal uh, – you know, things might show up and then have that group ready too. So this is not, we are not just trying to fill and get to a certain number and take anybody we can get. You mentioned though the portal opening back up and there could be some more guys that come in or go or whatever, but do you at least feel like you have the core of your team? Like it, do you, are you kind of getting a better sense? Yeah, if there's no movement right now, I think we, we will be good. I, I can't speak uh, in an sh- extremely educated manner on that though, you know, with 100% certainty just because of the fact that we've not seen them do many, you know, football specific drills or almost anything, to be honest with you. So I think we're looking at previous tape. We're looking at projecting what we think they might be or become. And in those, we're finding uh, ourselves to be in a pretty good spot. Spring may tell a different story where we, the guy we thought could play maybe can't play. So now we got to think about replacing that. And we might have guys that can play, but are, don't want to be here anymore. So then we got to think about replacing that. So there's just there's a lot in the air right now, just with uh, the transfers and the ability to transfer so many times. But as much as it will take away, it will also give, which we see happened here. And I think we even made some groups stronger based on guys leaving and us bringing people in. So um, it's all projection right now. But I'm excited to get a chance to more formalize it and understand it and make it concrete. Now that you can actually comment on this. When you're watching the national championship game and Penix is injured, yeah. looks like he may come out of the game. Yeah. You're rooting for Dylan to play or no? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So his, you saw that ankle get rolled up on and you just wonder, can he really finish this game at this level? And I think we all were, right? We're hoping to see him get in that game. Um, now, he didn't. So we'll have to wait until he's out here in, in purple to, you know, to, to see him in his next you know, bit of work. But I was certainly rooting for him. Much different note. I know this is kind of like one of those bulletin board easy questions to ask, but over your time here, what's just been the most surprising thing 
to you in, in your spot? You know, the support of this community has been really surprising. So I, and, and it's just, so I, I live in an apartment over here and I had to go get bed sheets and go to Target to get bed sheets. And I went to get bed sheets and came, you know, through Target. And I think two or three people stopped me and wanted to take a picture. That to me, I was like, wow, that's a, that's a lot for just a guy being in Target, which is, you know, kind of cool. And then, you know, I just think that support of this group, you know, of this community is immense. So that was a little bit different to me. The second phase of it, though, is that we have to now give back to that, right? So on Thursdays, we're going to start going out to some of the local elementary schools. We're going to start to just give something back to them because of how much they give to us. I think it's important that we do that. So we're going to, you'll see a different brand, I think, from us as coaches, from me as a head coach, and from our players as far as our community involvement and support, you know, being reciprocated as opposed to just being absorbed. The consistent visiting of elementary schools, is that something you did previously at Holy yeah. Cross? Yes. Yeah. You know, when you look at recruiting, you talk about kind of building a recruiting footprint. You know, you're kind of in a unique position with JMU because, you know, even though JMU is down here in Virginia, you know, they've always gone up to the Northeast. You know, how has that kind of experience been like being a guy you know, kind of from the Northeast now coming down to Virginia, but trying to bring down guys from that area with yeah. you. Yeah, it's been great. I mean, we have some guy, uh, two guys on our staff from Massachusetts. So those, that football up there, you know, is, you know, really good, but you get into those prep schools and you have the kids that have traveled from all over the world that end up there, kids from Alabama, Florida, Texas, that are in these Connecticut boarding schools so, and, and Massachusetts boarding schools. So that's helpful. Um, I also think when you get to New Jersey, we have a coach on our staff from New Jersey. I'm, we have two from Pennsylvania. But then we have a bunch from Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina on our staff as well. So the diversity, the geographic diversity of our staff was crucially important. And I think we'll continue to take care of the areas we've always taken care of. But I think we could kind of increase that footprint just a little bit more than people might expect. And I think we've proven that over this first cycle, but we'll see a little more of that as we move forward. Yeah, so the, the portal is different because you find yourself with connections maybe to a certain school, you know, or a player from a certain school, and then you find that, you know, that that school might be in this state, but the kid comes from a different state. So you just automatically get a little more geographically diverse that way. Uh, but I think our coaches have coached in a lot of different places as well and been have lived in a lot of different places as well or come from a lot of different places. So just, you know accidentally you find yourself with connections in all these different places which then leads to the you know the you know um securing of talent from all those different places so the portal certainly helps in it but we also have recruited areas we haven't recruited in the past and we'll continue to do that do you feel comfortable talking about some of the individuals um, and what their impact you see their impact potentially to be here yeah i could try i think again what i will know about them is is what I've seen them previously do. And I, we could talk about the projection of them, but ultimately, uh, you know, this is one of those things that I'm not going to be 100% accurate here, or time will tell. 
just how good of an evaluator we all are based on what I'm about to say. So let's put it on the record. Yes. Fair <laughs> you, you want to ask me some? I was saying from your own, you've got a list in front of yeah. you, you know, obviously. So from that group of guys, who do you feel comfortable with chatting to the general public? Because there will be a lot of fans that want to know who these, who these new Dukes are. I mean, yeah. you mentioned about the community involvement. There are, JMU Nation wants to know about these faces. Yeah, well, there's a lot of them on here. How do I even go about that without leaving people out? That's fair is enough. The question. That's so fair I don't, enough. Yeah. I don't, if you had a question about a guy in particular, I'm sure I could answer it. But I think to start and pick five, I would truly be picking out of a hat in this moment because we feel strongly about every one of these additions. That tells us a lot. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. I'll ask you about one specifically. Yeah. Well, that's the kind of fit I think every coach wants everywhere, I would hope at least, right? So just a, a high-caliber individual from a high-caliber family, um, and he's not just a football player. There's a lot that he brings to the table, right? He is, you know, the ultimate competitor, an unbelievable leader, you know, 4.0 GPA at a pretty tough school with the double major, up for the Campbell Trophy, you know, three-time All-American, four-time captain, the, the list of accolades go on and on, but it's more about the stuff he does off the field, you know, that's impressive. And I think as every coach in here gets to learn him and, and know him, they come back with the same, you know, same comments. And that's his consistency each and every day is kind of what sets him apart and what I want this program to be about. I don't want to come in and wonder how someone feels today, how they're going to be treated or how you're going to be treated. And I think that uh, ability to have trust comes from that time consistency, right? Time and that person being consistent over and over again. And he's as consistent as you get. And I think that will be really good for other people to see, you know, what has led to such a successful career that's not over yet. And if there's anybody that you want to kind of emulate and, and follow, it's certainly Jacob Dobbs.